What's up, guys? Today on the DubSpot Partner Podcast, we spoke to Stieg Hammer. Stieg is the founder of Markets Partner, one of our elite partners in Norway. Um, really, really interesting conversation about how they got started with HubSpot. Um, they've been around for 24 years, so we dig into what was uh, marketing like back then and how you know you were selling marketing services then versus today. And um, we also talk about how uh, the partnership with HubSpot really was a, a turning point uh, for these guys over the last few years, and they've gone. You know, you have a great focus on HubSpot. And we also talked to how they're working with companies that are, you know, looking to implement HubSpot across, you know, across countries, across, you know, thousands of employees. So it was a very uh, interesting conversation with somebody who knows a lot about marketing, someone who knows a lot about HubSpot. So without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to the guys. Welcome to the DubSpot Partner Podcast, where we chat to HubSpot partners about how they deliver outstanding value to their customers in an evolving technology landscape. And now live from HubSpot EMEA HQ in Dublin, here's your host, Luke Curry. Welcome to another episode of the DubSpot Partner Podcast. I'm here live, not from the office, but almost for, we're almost going back to the office. I think next month we'll be back in the DubSpot office, which will be great. Um, I'm speaking to my guest, Stieg Hammer. Did I na- nail that name, Steve? Yes, you did. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Um, uh, Steve is the, uh, is the founder of Markets Partner, uh, based in Norway. Uh, an elite partner has been around for a long time. Um, Steve, welcome to the, the podcast. And what, at this stage, I usually kind of kind of kick off by asking the guests, like, how do you describe the business, you know, in your own words? What would you say there? Thanks, Luke. Yeah. We're a, um, a marketing and sales and service agency. Uh, we we uh, our, our mission is to build better customer journeys off of uh, digital tools. So so very data driven, and um, we work across the the customer facing processes uh, of our clients and try to improve those uh, in a systematic and data driven way. Okay, perfect. And when you, so we just, before we hit record here, we were talking about you started the business uh, 24 years ago. Um, I, I'd imagine things were very different when it comes to marketing back then. What was it like starting out then? What was the, the focus of the business when you, when you got going? Yeah, you, uh, you're absolutely right, Luke. Uh, back in 1997, when we started out, uh, marketing was still a, you know, uh, buy impressions kind of game without tools. Uh, the internet was there, barely. Google wasn't there, uh, and and almost no login-based tools for anything was there. So marketing was still, you know, paper-based direct mails and ads in magazines and and television and radio, that kind of thing. Totally different. Totally different. Okay, so I guess because the the structure of that market is totally different the the way you guys were i'm sure selling was completely different was it um like storyboards and stuff like that what was it like did you have yeah. slideshows or anything like that at that stage or what's the was it very personal person to person selling back then yeah it was uh we didn't do any advertising uh, of our own uh, we had a network which we explored of course uh and and uh, luckily uh, fairly soon got some good references uh, and which we used you know both as references and as referrals and and built it from there basically grew organically perfect and then so there's this kind of time between 
you guys growing the business organically organically um using your network to to grow the business and then there's kind of like a decade in between that and uh when you guys get going with like hubspot and the whole inbound kind of movement there yeah. how did you hear about hubspot how did you kind of get involved that's a good story i think uh and it's actually more than a decade we we um became HubSpot partners in 2014, so 17 years down the road. And in between there, of course, we had become uh, uh, digital. So we started uh, delivering websites from the early 2000s. And and by 2014, we had delivered hundreds of websites. And uh, that was our our focus, you know, doing websites. Not so much. I think we had the, the, the... the, the methodology and the thinking in place for inbound, but we didn't have the tools. So we had, you know, uh, tried out some other tools like Zapsys and eMarketeers and, and then SuperOffice and some tools in, in the Scandinavian market, but we never really got any traction from them. And then uh, a colleague of mine discovered HubSpot, uh, or actually several of us, myself included, had followed HubSpot's blog for more than 18 months, I think. Okay. But we didn't realize it was a product. We only thought this was sort of a thought leadership uh, company somehow, which we never dived into the business model of. But we followed their blog and and um, really consumed the content. And then um, I think back, I can remember it back in August 2014, uh, Sharon Mernigan, who was then our first uh, channel account manager, reached out. So it was a classical inbound marketing, uh, data-driven uh, outreach from nice. you guys and uh, my colleague came in to me and said did you realize HubSpot was a software and I said no is it uh-huh. yeah and they had this great product he said and they just called me wow yeah they want to set up a meeting next week yeah let's do that and then I think within a week or three we were um, had, had bought the license for ourselves started using it in our own marketing and we became a partner and and uh, launched our own blog i think well we had a blog sort of uh, but but a, you know a really um conversion based lead based blog yes. from i think november or december of that year and and really started you know flooring the puddle from from january of 2015 so and never looked back since it's back then we were i think 17 people yeah. and now we're 45 and uh, it's it's the relationship with HubSpot that's uh, been the key driver of that growth. What a, what a, an amazing story! It's a really like it's a really inbound story where you guys get to know the company f- first you, if through content. You get, you have kind of a, a kind of a trust built up there. I'm sure yeah. when uh, when Sharon reached out to you guys, in, she said she was from HubSpot. You're like, oh, this is, I know those guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't mind talking to them. They've given me exactly. a lot of uh, insight and stuff like that. Um, and I guess the rest is history. You got a uh, you got going straight away. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It works. It really works, and it it, it still works. I think so even though it's you know it's 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 harder now but but the basics still work and we still do that that's our marketing strategy still in our in our own way um we we publish content of value and and look at the data that comes from that and reach out to those that we um think we should talk to and it works in the same way i mean we have um great conversations and it, it gets us off the mark and the the the, the sort of atmosphere in those conversations are totally different uh, when the trust is pre-built from, from content that you published in, in contrast to trying to reach out coldly from a, from a sales rep or a business development rep. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so with the so you guys have been around since 2014 when it was we were really focused on the on the the marketing hub that was the main driver of the the business of course. There's been a lot of evolution since then. Has that yeah. been something that kind of suited you guys? Were you like oh when when there's new hubs being added all the time are you like this is great or was there a little bit like okay we have to work hard to make sure that we're the experts in this as well or what was the feeling when HubSpot just kind of yeah, released I'll, say, I'll say we we were um enthusiastic supporters of that process all the way along uh i, I actually think that hubspot's product development journey since 2014 has been you know very close to absolutely perfect okay. <laughs> uh, for us yeah. so we already had um the, the marketing and sales handover focus uh we had crm skills on board we had web development on board we had integration competencies on board so the, i think the area that we have had to develop a little bit in is customer service but that's uh, that's come on strong too so so we were very comfortable with that as well and of course it's it's a very natural fit to the flywheel so it needs to be there yeah absolutely so so great for us yeah because when i look at the website I, th- I saw that you guys had um partnerships with a lot of kind of technical uh, uh i would say more technical software as well so that's what i was kind of getting at was it a really good fit for you to have that those types of integration work hey, you know the the complexity of what hubspot can solve now compared to 2014 it seemed like it was a good fit for the companies yeah. you guys already had yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've we've delivered, I don't know, at least 100 plus custom integrations of, of various sorts, both, you know, into HubSpot and into our Umbraco uh, CMS, which we, we also deliver, and between systems in general. And um, so, 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 you know, the development of HubSpot out of marketing only and into sales and service and, uh, and a broader set of data then has been, uh, I think, a good fit for us. And of course, uh, so important for, for the customers. I mean, you need you, know, you really need to put the data in the center to be able to realize a digital transformation strategy, yeah? 100%. And what's the, so what I like to ask uh, partners as well on the podcast is, like what type of projects does Markets Partner really like doing? Um, what type of projects are you kind of a specialist at? You know, I know you guys are, you know, it seems like from the website and because of the, the big track record that you have with HubSpot, it seems like you've seen a lot of different types of projects over the years. Yeah. But is there any ones that you're like, yes, love this one. Let's get let's get cracking. Any anything in, in particular? Yeah, I, I, yeah. And you're right. I mean, we do marketing only, uh, content driven, marketing metrics driven. We do um, CRM sales driven only, or CRM customer follow up only, and even customer service only projects and web only projects. But, you know, my absolute favorite is the, the, when as many of those parts as possible come together and we're able to architect the, the solution with an enthusiastic customer who understands it and are willing to put data in the center. Of, of course, if you, I mean, if, if this is a mature company, they have a lot of data already in silos somewhere. So we need to, you know, gather those uh, and there's a lot of data modeling and integration and, and um, uh, then when you build on that, you can get the processes going digitally. Um, it's so fulfilling, I think. It's, it's a joy to work with. And, and I, think, I really think the customers like that too. So the theory, this 360 degree projects across all the customer facing processes based on data and and uh, remodeling their business processes 
That's the dream project. It's the dream project. Okay, perfect. And I think, like, I worked in, in the Nordics for a couple of years, and it was always my favorite territory I worked in because a lot of there's a lot of open-minded people in the Nordics. They are trying to improve. They'll, they'll, they seem to be open to kind of hearing you out if you are doing a, like, perhaps, you know, it started off as a smaller project, but if you can kind of show them how HubSpot might be able to improve different uh, areas of the business. They're open to kind of talk about that. Do you think that's that's still the case in, in Norway? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right about open-minded people, so they'll meet you, you know, um, you get your chance to, to, yeah. to deliver your value proposition. Yeah. And, uh, and um, uh, they're willing to pilot, they're willing, willing to prototype, uh, and if you can prove value, then there's a way forward. So, um, yeah. Cool. And so with the, is there any anything that's come up recently or any um, any kind of case study that you think was really interesting from a, one of those ones where you did a lot of the, uh, the business process, like the 360 kind of uh, transformation um, projects? Is there anything recently or anything that you can think of that you might want to mention here? You don't have to mention the name of the company, but maybe just like the, the issues that they might be having. Yeah, you you um, asked me about that before before this session, and I, I thought about one. There were several candidates, but uh, one specific company where we we started working with them um, in, um, in in June of last year. So they're a fairly new customer to us, but uh, we've been working very closely with them uh, for the past maybe fifteen months. Then, so we uh, they're a um, uh, Pan Scandinavian company. They uh, have almost two thousand employees, so it's it's uh, for us a large customer. Okay. And uh, they started off doing sales CRM, uh, and we implemented that really quickly. I think over the course of five or six weeks. Okay. Uh, and uh, started going, and then we expanded into. I mean, the vision was always to 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 build um, uh, a CRM across the company and integrate where we needed. So uh, we then went on to account management uh, department and then to customer service and then to two other sales departments, more, you know, point uh, sales organizations. Then we went into one of the other Nordic countries uh, doing um, focused on account management. And at that stage, we and we dabbled a little bit in marketing and we have done since, but we, we really haven't done a lot of marketing yet. That's yet to come. And there's a website uh, in the works, uh, and all of it around a, a well-architected data model, of course. And 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 there's, I think, I think we're we're approaching ten integrations now wow. uh, to other systems, custom integrations to other systems. Cool. They they weren't able to use uh, HubSpot's quote uh, functionality for various reasons. So there's an integration in that direction. We have a company data integration to make sure they have good company data on prospects. We have integrations towards course applications, towards subscription management applications, cool. uh, towards various uh, two other um, delivery systems that they have, and so forth. And, and uh, to be able to build on that is, you know, always the... Um, data perspective uh, and tooling perspective that needs to be kept um, what you in, in balance at, at all times um, while while going forward at full speed 
So that's been a great process. It's it's a great example that you make of a kind of a land and expand the the ability of HubSpot to do that. So you know, CRM implementation for the sales team, but CRM is kind of for a company as well, not just the sales, because people are going to be pulling that data out for different reasons. Um, yeah, and then absolutely. you know, over time, like I said, do the the website stuff, do the uh, marketing stuff, and then service maybe down the line as well. So it gives you the ability to kind of sell to and solve for customers in the long term which i think is really cool too i, th- I think one one key perspective I, i'd like to highlight is that from the start we said that yeah we should go in this direction one thing that's going to be key is uh, a good governance we need to put a good governance process in place so over time we need to make sure that you uh, you follow you follow up the development in the HubSpot product so that you really you know make use of, of uh, what comes next because there's always something coming next with HubSpot and we need to govern the processes around this and and most of all we need to govern the data around this because you are uh, 10 plus departments and you all have specific needs in HubSpot and there's a there's a distinct uh, possibility that that uh, Unless you're well coordinated, what one initiative will will um, uh, disrupt another initiative, you know, and 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 uh, create poor data in the end. So um, the governance process uh, uh, with this company has been great. We have divided it into a steering group and uh, and a um, operational group, wow. and we meet uh, every few weeks and uh, have done so for more than a year now. And I think they really see the value of, of working in that respect. And, you know, it always feeds off uh, new initiatives and, and we prioritize and, and go forward with uh, uh, with those uh, and, and in, in a coordinated, systematic way. Wow. It really seems like there's a real partnership at that particular business where you're, you know, meeting that regularly yeah. over a year. That's really great to see. And it's something that, you know, when you're, it's, when I was a, a sales, a direct sales rep, like there's, the focus that I have every month is to make sure that I'm you know, getting uh, the right product to good fit customers to solve their problems, all that good stuff. Um, there's no, there's, there's no kind of a uh, way for me to, to manage that process really in the long term in that type of hands-on manner as a, a salesperson at HubSpot. So working with partners allows you kind of to tap into resources that we don't have internally um, and make sure that the customer not only is happy with the, the software, but gets the most out of it. And also, you know, stays for a long time because it works that's gonna that's you know some advice i'd give to salespeople. um because yeah. I, and i of course i agree with that i mean being being a partner uh but i don't, i think i'd also like to add that that's in some cases the the customer you know says things like yeah we have another a lot of internal IT expertise or marketing uh, automation expertise or content marketing expertise or CRM expertise, something like that. So we'll try and do this uh, on our own. And even though HubSpot is, a, is an easy product in, in all manners to do, but it, it's very extensive uh, and it has so much potential and there are so many, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm going to say hidden gems, but still this, the, you know, um once you've done it 50 times or so or more like we've done yeah. you 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 have a few shortcuts uh, or or best practices that the customer will never discover themselves basically so i mean talking to people who tried to do it themselves 12 months down the road then they're often ready to to um, 
uh, take on the partner uh, services. And those who definitely, you know, gain the most from using HubSpot, uh, it's it's the customers that have used a good partner all the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm absolutely sure of that. And I, I tell the story on another podcast how when I first started in um in HubSpot, the first year um of my kind of sales career there, career there, I didn't really use partners too much because I was just focused on you know getting a good start in the company and all that type of stuff. And then in year two, when I switched my strategy to working a lot with partners, you know, almost on a say more than a fifty percent basis, um, I really started to perform far better as well and my customers were happier in the long term which is the most important thing um like steve one more thing before we go it's something that i've been asking like the the partners that i really um experienced with hubspot the guys who have been around for a while done a lot of projects the elite partners what type of what, what type of improvement would you like to see uh, in hubspot's platform if you could wave a magic wand and i could if, if i had the the r&d purse purse strings here um and you know what what would you improve or where do, would you like to see us going with the actual product Oh, um, there are uh, there are obviously always uh, directions where you could take it, but some some let me let me do a, a little thing. Um, you have great Kanban boards on deals and tickets, and now luckily it's coming to custom objects. Why don't you have Kanban boards on tasks in the system? I mean, that would be a huge improvement. We're currently building custom objects, Kanban boards for tasks. And um, I think that should be in the system because that uh, uh, will improve cooperation inside uh, a customer organization and also with us as a partner. So that, that's a, a tiny little bit. Um, and then there are some improvements on towards, I think, e-commerce um, that that um, you should look at, and um, yeah, basically um, improving functionality inside of the sales, maybe maybe the custom codes functionality, and and uh, the 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 uh, uh, API connectivity of that, uh, I think, could benefit from uh, from more work. But I'm I'm sure that's the direction that HubSpot is going with that. So so I really believe that. The, the only direction I don't see is the, the Kanban for tasks thing. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting the one that you we were talking about the tasks as well, because this has actually come up on the podcast a few times with um, with partners where uh, they'd like to see a little bit more, um, a little bit more focus on stuff around tasks as well as projects and yeah, make that Same a little piece. make it a yeah. little bit kind of chunkier, a little bit more kind of uh, collaborative, especially in the world that we're living now where. You know those salespeople might be all over the Nordics, um, and yeah. uh, working together is so important. So uh, it's really good feedback. Listen, uh, Stig, we, we're past our, our time already. I don't know. It's things fly by here. I really do appreciate your your time here this morning. Um, this is going to be the the last episode actually of this uh, season one Dubspot Partner Podcast. So thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today, and uh, we'll be in touch when this is uh is being released. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Thanks for the opportunity.